0: This is the Mr. Chris Hip Hop Podcast, episode number 96. Let's go. Oh, yo. Yo, yo, come on, let's go. Put your right leg to the side. Now jump. Put your left leg to the side. Now jump. Cross your arms, do a real tight. Now jump. Put your arms up real high. Now jump. Put your right leg to the side. Now jump. Put your left leg to the side. Now jump. Cross your arms, do a real tight. Now jump. Put your arms up real high. Come now on, jump. Now, just roll to the yo, front. Roll to the, front. Yo yo, to yo, the yo, front. yo, 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 Thank you so much for tuning in to episode number ninety-six, and got some good information for you on this podcast. Um, so all of my dance teachers, get your Evernotes ready, because we are going to jump in again talking about battles, right? And the whole and this this time, I think in episode number seventy-one was my introduction to the battle zone. And so we talked about how to teach them different sets and, you know, what moves were in there. Uh, but we're going to dig a little bit deeper in this episode. And um, this comes from an article that was in a Dance Spirit magazine. And uh, there were six B-boys and B-girl. Uh, I think there was one B-girl in there, I believe, that and had some advice on how to be a better battler So I'm going to put the link to the article so you can check it out yourself um, And then I'm going to give you the breakdown of um, the whole thing But th- it's it's really, the, the timing on this is perfect Because before I read this article I am just going to jump right in Because it's something that's really, I, I, it's just fresh on my mind So um, before the article, I was talking um, to my wife just about the whole concept of teaching combos versus technique. And I know as dance teachers, you have this, you you know, you have to deal with this all the time. No matter what style you're talking about, it's like if you teach, like have you ever like taught a combo and then there's so, there's like all these technical moves that you put in there and you want them to get better at the technical moves. But when you look at it, you're like, the choreography, they're on it. Like, their brains are fast enough where the counts are nothing. The timing is nothing. But the actual way that they're executing the move, it's like they're not hitting it at all. But then, you know, and then and then you go through this this whole, like, tug of war where it's like, Do I give up on drilling the technique, you know, just because it's, you know, they want to do a combo. They have more fun doing the combo. It's not, you know what I mean? And so I I know that has been my struggle for a minute. Like when I sit back and look at some of these dances, I was like, the dance itself is good. And I think we even went to a... um, we went to a convention and the judges one of the critiques on there was they were like you can tell with the studio that your teacher is teaching you um the proper technique so it's like keep training keep training but it's like when i look at it i see the attempt to do all the technique moves right but then i don't see it like how i want to see it like it doesn't not necessarily like impress me but it just doesn't do like when you see it you're like uh close like we're getting there and sometimes i think the students kind of get fooled of thinking just because you did the count or the move in a dance that that's the move and so i go to this thing where it's like a like you know there's a battle there's a battle within where i'm, I'm like man i really want to focus on, um, this move, but I don't want to, you know, it's fun doing, doing combos as well. And so when I read this article and I, and, and it was talking about battling and the whole vibe and each B-boy, B-girl that spoke on it, 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 it like stood out to me because I was like, yeah, like that's how you learn. You learn. So I started to actually the class yesterday that I had started to kind of restructure um, like like what I'm doing and So I'm going to share a little bit of that with you um, today uh, And I didn't even introduce the show So let me go back uh, So you are listening to the Mr. Chris Hip Hop Podcast This is episode number 96 You can get this podcast on Podomatic.com, the website www.mrchrishiphopdance.com. You can get it on iTunes if you, are, um, if you have an iPhone um, And if you have a, a Android Samsung, you can get it on Stitcher radio, um, and subscribe, like, comment, subscribe, share these episodes. And again, um, thank you so much for downloading the episodes. Uh, you hit me up on Twitter at Mr. Chris Hip Hop, as well as Snapchat and Instagram. And then my Facebook page is Zonda, Z-O-N-D-A Flex F-L-E-X. All right. So, um, how to be a better battler. So we're talking about getting better at this thing called battling, and we're gonna do it in a classroom setting. So you're talking about something that would happen on, you know what I mean? Like when I battled, it was at school, it was in the parking lot, it was, I mean, wherever we could battle. But now, I'm gonna give it to you in the context of a dance studio. So you don't have the same environment, the same energy, uh, but I think the principle of the battle teaches us something as teachers on how to get these moves ingrained in our kids. All right, so um, I want to do this by looking at each of the B-boy or B-girls that kind of said something. So I'll read to you kind of what they said, and then I'll tell you kind of how I use that. So number one, the first B-boy said, in breaking, there's a certain set way of doing foundational movements. Which is true. There is. Whether it's the, you know, what are those foundational movements? Whether it's the six step, um, the baby freeze, whether it's top rocks, whether it's go downs, whether it's power moves, even in popping, waving, gliding, is it, you know. But, but there's a certain, it's the foundation. And it says, but he goes on to say, but being willing to step outside of what's usually done is what gets you noticed. I'll say it again. Being willing to step outside of what's usually done. So stepping outside of the box is what gets you noticed in the battle. So if you're doing a battle, which is a performance skill in and of itself, you're dancing, what he's saying is there's a set way of doing it. But how can you take that set way and step outside of the box and do a little something different with it, right? And so I thought about that, and the first point that I want you to put down in which I, you know, I put down for myself, and that is that we have to make time in our class to work on the foundational moves. We have to make time in our class to work on on those moves. Six steps, six reasons. Um, yesterday we worked on uh, the corkscrew. It was a go down move where you start off with your right foot in front of the left, and then you you do a spin, and you're going down. But when you twist it, you don't pick your feet up, but lift it up, um, and then when you're, when you're down, your left foot is in front of your right, right? So we spent time doing that, and I, I, once I read that, I was like, that's what I'm gonna do. And it changed the whole vibe of the class. Where at first, you know, because our students are like, you know, respectful and they're like, you know, ready to to learn, learn a combo or they, they, they're they used to hearing me say spread out and, they you know, but they don't do much talking. But right away, whenever you do stuff like this, like I started this class teaching in a circle. I was like, come, you know, meet me in the, in the middle of the room in a circle. And I started off. I just said, "Try this." I didn't even tell them what it was. Nothing. And I did it. I didn't even go down yet. I just put my right foot in front. Like, let me see if you can spin around. And then start off. You know, put your right foot in front and then spin around. Then your left foot's gonna be in front. Let me see who can do that. Now you got it. Blah blah. blah. I was like, "Now, do, you know, once they and then that right there, it it took time. But you know what I realized from that is that it does take time. It's like a lot of a lot of these moves." You know, I forget that I learned these over a a period of time, right? Because even back then, when I was learning the moves, there was no Instagram, there was no YouTube, there there was no way for me to see it over and over again. So for the most part, I had to depend on the few people in my neighborhood or my crew who knew how to do the moves. Or if, um, you know, like, you know, back then, the movie Breaking and Beat Street were the first two introductions, me seeing, uh, you know, B-Boys and Poppers and Wavers. And I would go to the theater, see the movies. And I remember at the theater, I told my kids this too. At the theater... And people were so excited about dance, we used to battle, when the movie was going off and the words going up, we used to go down to the front of the house of the theater and form a circle and start freestyling, start battling, because that's how excited we were, right? But all I could do is remember what I just saw in the movie. So you're, you're really, you know, mimicking what you, what you saw. But that in and of itself is a different for, you know, there, there was no one there coaching me, saying, you know, five, six, seven, eight, these, put your foot here on one, two, three, you know. And so it it left room for my brain to create kind of my own version of what I saw because I didn't get. I didn't get it like exactly how it was. And so that takes time though. And it didn't happen like right at, right at the theater. I would go home, be like, oh, I tried this and I messed that up, let me try it again. So if I ever get a chance to, you know what I mean? And so I worked on my craft and I, and I thought to myself, I was like, I'm gonna start spending time with my kids just, you know, changing like a little bit about how class is taught, where it's not so, you know, super structured like we're gonna do this, you know what i mean but i have the thing that i'm gonna do i was like i want to teach the corkscrew but i'm gonna take time going around working with them individually um even today i have another class like yesterday it was just my minis and juniors today my teen seniors joined them and i'm gonna do the same thing like a lot of times as teachers we get under that that pressure of you know they're gonna get bored i gotta have something new exciting and fresh it's good your energy has to be there but it's like, I think sometimes on the technique, we need to like spend more time really working that thing and saying what the correction is. Just like, for instance, we were doing a corkscrew and they were going down and my wife, and you know, she walked in and I was like, I was like, hey, everybody show Miss Jenny what you learned. Because I was so excited about, we spent 20 minutes On the corkscrew, we did it different ways. We did ripple, you know, and even the kids, they got into, oh, what if we did a ripple? I was like, great idea. So we're in a circle. I was like, here's your number, blah, blah, blah. And you go down. And then when everyone's down, nod your head on eight. And then another student said, what if we reverse it? I was like, perfect. But what's happening is, yes, it's taking time. And I know, like, you know, as as teachers, we're accustomed to, you know, keeping it moving, keeping it. And I've done podcasts where it talks about the flow and the tempo of the class. Uh, But it's when it's that type of class. But I think when you're talking about executing a move, right, it just takes a little more time. So I left that time open. I was like, I'm not going to keep looking at the clock. I'm not going to say I'm going to do five minutes of this, 10 minutes of that. We're doing the corkscrew today. It's just like, like, like after school, whenever be with my friends, it's like, I, I want to learn how to do the running man. And there was nobody, none, the, the people that taught me wasn't like, okay, well, I, well, I can work with you for five minutes and then I'm moving on to something else. You know what I mean? It was just do it like this and you work on it. When you see him again, hey, can I bother you for a second? You know, will you show me that again? And you and you work on it. And so in class, I really took time to work on the corkscrew. And my wife came in. And I was like, "Tell Miss Jenny what you're doing." And he's like, "We're doing the corkscrew," and then and and they did it. And a lot of them was uh, on the spin. Instead of starting the spin going down, they would start the spin, and their body, their upper body was up, and then they would drop down. And then my wife said, "Do you guys know what a corkscrew is?" And he was like, "No, I have no clue." Yeah, like you kind of—it's like you're, you're turning it into whatever you know like like a bottle you're turning it and pushing it down so when you do it try to when you start off imagine yourself spinning into the ground so you want your pressure your your force your body language everything to be going down instead of don't start to spin up and then drop all of a sudden you want it to look like you're literally spinning into the ground I was like, Miss Jenny's right. That's right. You know what I mean? And so, and I looked at the clock. I was like, oh, we're into 30 minutes on the corkscrew. But it's like, you know what? They felt like, like I'm getting this. Like it's not just boom, 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 boom. Right? But it's, and like I said, there's times for that. But, Really making time for your class. I mean, I can't say this enough because it's so important. If that's all I said in the podcast, I guarantee you when you when you teach whatever drills you want to do in class, you're going to notice a difference when you open that up to, like, this is the way, this this is what we're doing. Um, doesn't mean you don't have to do a combo. Doesn't mean any of that. But it means really concentrating on, on some of these techniques. So that was one takeaway. Another takeaway that I have, uh was this. Uh, and write this down. Create drills that challenge them to approach the moves in a different way, like how to get into the move or connecting moves. Now we haven't done this one yet. Like I just, like I said, I spent a huge amount of time working on those foundational moves, which is good. Like it was good for me to see that because I'm, I'm feeling like how the flow really goes when you're working on some of these technique moves. But my next one. Some do drills that challenge them to approach because what the B boy said is you have to be willing to step outside of the box of how the move is usually done now that's not going to happen if you just say, all right, now that you uh, know the corkscrew, try to approach it in a different way and then you know and expect it to happen but it's like um, like I saw this video, I posted it on my Facebook page and my Twitter account. Um, where it talks about transitions. And this dancer basically took two moves. He took one, he was like kind of leaning to the right, he put one leg on top of his knee and did like a pose. That was number one. And then two, he was down on the ground with one knee up and he was in the other direction towards his left. And And his whole thing was, let's do this little drill on transitions in your freestyle. This is just to get them to think about it's not a not a dance, not a routine, but think about how to get from point A to point B in different ways. So, like the first one, he just he did like just he just went there, a straight straight to it. Point A, point B. The second one, he's like now try to get you know, start off in in your first move, try to get to the second one, and do any kind of spin that you want to. So you do a spin, and the next one he said now try to get there doing a hop. Now, I'll try to get there doing, um, he got a sustained movement which is like moving in slow motion and then to the move. And he said then go from sustained movement to, to uh, you know, regular pace movement. So it's like slow and then down to the move. thought it was so good. I was like, I'm definitely trying out of my client because transitions, not just in freestyle or battling, but even in, in dances. Like, when we do hip-hop dances, I feel like the transitions drop out. It's like, I'm going to the next formation. You know what I mean? Instead of having, like, some type of life. So, create drills to do that, like the transition one. Um, Another one is, have them go. You know, when, when you make your circle, or you don't even have to do a circle. You can split them up into groups first, just to get them comfortable with it. But have them brainstorm on different ways to get into a freeze different ways to be, get into the six step so it's like take your normal one you know you're going to put your hands on the ground you're going to start your six step now give me another one and really you know because i think in that time and those drills is where you start to realize your own self like yeah you know, because when you're out there and you're dancing by yourself that's all you have to depend on but it's not going to happen by you thinking about it and you can't really have a routine because it has to be spontaneous. But you you have to drill, like, certain things in your mind where you know, you know, like, I'm not just going to walk into the circle and out. But I, I, I want that transition to have some type of movement, right? So experiment with that. That's uh, creating drills uh, to get them to approach moves in a different way. All right. Um, the second one, the second... Uh, breaker said the best breakers make things look easy and a lot of that is about stamina and endurance breaking is such a physically demanding dance form you have to be able to go three to five rounds without dropping your energy so um, I can't say this enough you know, I've already done like a podcast on how to work cardio into your class, uh, but work on those stamina drills. Whether it's the tough mudder, it's the you know, no matter what it is. I mean, I, they don't like it. Like my students don't like it. They they want to just they're like I want to just dance, but they don't know. You got to have, just like the um, the B-boy said, it's about stamina and endurance. You got to go be able to do um, three rounds. So, work on stamina drills in class. Another one is, um, you can write this down, um, have them break up in the cruise and choreograph together three rounds of battle moves. And I'm going to say no more than two counts of eight each set. Right? three rounds so it's gonna and then and and that's how they're gonna remember now these this is for like crew type vibes but it's still it gets your brain thinking even when it comes to the solo of how the endurance of a battle and how to stay creative so have them break up into little groups and then you know come up with uh and just leave it two counts of eight that's it work with your group put some music on in the background some beats And you know, I have a a SoundCloud go to. It's called uh, DJ Lean Rock. L E A N R O C K. Lots of break beats in there. Put it down low. Just get them vibing. Two counts of eight, but they got to do three rounds worth. Um, So that's a good thing to work. And like I said, work on those stamina drills. You know, I worked in like on my Tough Mudder workout. It'll start off, I'll do two minutes of jumping jacks, one minute of push-ups. Like some of you seen it, you heard that podcast. But then there's there's some on there, like if I noticed them slacking on there and they're doing the the, uh, exercise like half, I was like, oh, I got to switch it up on them. And so I had them do squat down kick outs for one minute. And then for two minutes, I had them go. Um, three six steps and a baby freeze just over and over again. Da, 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 da. And I would tell them, speak, pick up your pace on the six step into the baby freeze, right? So, But it's working the drills, but still getting that stamina going. And then going right from that into starting to create sets themselves. So the other podcast, I talked about us as teachers creating it for them. But once you've done that, then you can let them start creating them themselves. All right, so here we go. Number three, the third breaker says, and this is from our B-girl, she says, this is a male-dominated field created by men and often judged by men. When I first started as a B-girl, I wanted to hide my womanhood, but as I grew up, I learned to embrace it. Um, and then she says, when I judge battles today, I'm looking for the female competitor who own, owns her femininity. So uh, for the most part, now, I mean, for our at our studio there, we have one, two, three, four boys in there, but majority... Girls, and so I'm showing them these moves. And the one thing I would say is this, and write this down in the Evernote: encourage your B girls or your students to not just show the aggressive side, uh, but allow them to show their feminine side as well. Like I had some students, this is a while ago, but they would be like, "Can we do?" You know, like we were learning crumping and popping, and it was like, "Can we do like some smoother, like some more girly type moves?" And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have to because you have to have a balance. But then a lot of times they don't think that that fits into the whole battle thing, what this B girl was just saying. And she goes on. You see in the article, she's like, you know, you might be doing something, blow a kiss, or what? You know what I mean? Like, like, but add that side to it, which a lot of them will have this training from jazz. Um, you know what I mean? And and from like the. Um, Like the jazz funk styles, um, but encourage them to put some of that in there. Like sometimes I'll tell them the girls will be like, "Can I can I put like like a sassy walk and an aerial in there?" I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely," because it opens up your brain to being able to mix styles, which is very important when you're battling or freestyle. Because like the first b boy said, it's the ones that approach the move differently, thinking outside of the box. All right, fourth one. Uh, Fourth B-Boy said, never be afraid to show what you've got, regardless of the skill level. And know that it's not always about winning. Then he says, I enter battles to inspire and represent my style. So here's the note that I took down. Teach your students to inspire each other with the movement. So when you go into this whole... Teaching them how to battle is kind of awkward. But then you have some students, like there's some, like, you know, I have one of of my dudes, Michael. He's very good at hip-hop freestyling at battling. And sometimes he knows that, I mean, there's actually no one in the studio on his level when it comes to hip-hop. But the thing that I love about Michael is that he doesn't hold back when he, when that music comes on and he's on that floor... He doesn't hold back because he's not trying to, like, blow them away and beat anybody. But he's expressing himself. He's giving it all he has. Not just in hip-hop either. He'll do it in contemporary. Well, he, he knows that he might not be the best at the style, might not be as flexible. But when that music comes on, there's something that happens to him. He just goes in a zone. He leaves it all on the floor. And what it does, it inspires everybody watching. Because, you know, I mean, as a teacher, you know when you would prefer that heart and that soul over moves any day just like me right and so i would say have a have sort of a talk with them because that's the only way that you're going to teach them that you're not even if you know like when we mix our teen seniors with our minis and juniors it's not about like you're on a different skill level just like you said don't be afraid to show what you got regardless of the skill level it's not about winning Right? You just want to inspire. You want to do something so cool that it makes other people want to do some cool stuff as well. So add that into your class. All right, number five, and I'm wrapping up after this. I have one more. Number five, it says, um, the B-boy says, battling is a game if you know how to play it. Um, it can be quite interesting. People who take it too seriously are forgetting that it's still a performance art to the point And the point is to share your craft with the audience so they can enjoy it. Um, So the note that I took down, my takeaway from that is have your kids add a little bit of comedy to their set. So when you break them up into these groups and they do these three uh, sets, um, two counts of eight each, tell them, encourage them, not only to inspire, but to add some, some, you know, don't take it too serious. Don't be like you know I'm about to destroy you with these moves that I'm gonna do, but but add something funny in there. You know what I mean? Because I know you have just like you know my students. There's there's some comedians in there, and but in, because what this does is a performance skill. So you're showing them. There's other side. Um, I had the movie on. You got served in my house the other day and my middle daughter, she was just she was watching this. She was like, oh, I've never seen this before. And I just had it on down low. And then she would look up every once in a while when they would have battle scenes. She was like, they are so good. And a lot of it, it would just be funny stuff on there. Like one of the dancers turns into a statue and the other ones pick them up. And one of them, you know, they line up in a straight line and then one dancer took a baseball bat and swung it and then they all rippled down like do-do-do-do-do-do. Like he knocked them down. You know, just things like that teaches the character Of the battle. And the last one, number six. So um last B Boy says, You're going to practice oh, this is really good. You're gonna practice a move a hundred times and mess it up ninety-nine times, then repeat. But that's the beauty of the form. It doesn't just teach you cool stunts, but it pushes you to persevere in the real world. Oh, I mean, I love that you know that could be a whole MIE podcast by itself but it's so true and it goes back to my first point of why we have to take time with it because you want to make room to mess up you know what i mean you want to you want to make you like said you're going to do the move 100 times and mess them up 99 like one thing michael will do he'll He'll be dancing and uh he'll he'll mess up moves like crazy. But the cool thing that he'll do is he'll turn the mess up into a move. Right? And so and it goes on even in, in this part of the article where, where it talks about that. That's what the good you know, to be a good battler, you have to be able to do that. Cause when you're freestyling at an audition or battling or whatever the case may be, when it's that form, uh, you know, you don't know what's gonna happen. But if you get used to, you know, it's just like football teams. And, you know, like a lot of times they'll practice what happens if a mistake happens. And so as a dancer, I think you have to do the same kind of thing. You have to do a certain move so many times that even when you mess up, you can get out of it. Right. Even if you slip and fall, you could turn that into another move. But in a class setting, I think sometimes it gets boring, really. I mean, to be honest with you. Uh, but my note for that, my takeaway from that is this, and you write this down in your Evernote just keep going. Don't stop training because they want to do a combo, right? It's like the more they do it, the more they do it. So, and you don't have to, it doesn't have to be this every time, but it's so important again because. You want them to start getting these moves. And you know what? As a teacher, I'm going to speak to you for a minute. As a teacher, it's not necessarily you that's going to be, you know, doing the move for them. Because there's a difference between you doing it and killing it and them doing it. And I had to learn that, too, because I went through a whole season where I was like, well, I can do it. And I'm the teacher and you should be able to do it. And my my motive was really to be better than the student so i would definitely especially as you as a teacher as you get older you go through this thing where you're like i I still got this i mean i, I you know what i mean and then if you have older students you're like man I'm, I'm finna smoke you watch me it. i'm gonna give you a combo so fast and hard and you'll be like oh my god it was so hard but i think even with that like my, my kids will say that too like if we go to a convention they'll be like oh my god this collage it was so hard Blah, blah, blah. but it's like When I see you dance, did you take anything away from it being so hard? Or was the challenge just to catch on to the speed and the difficulty of the choreography? Because, again, it goes back to my first point. Dancers today, your brain is, like, on overload because you get so much dance in so many different places. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you're learning the dance properly. Right? And so... To my teachers out there and say, just keep going. Just just keep going. If you you have in your mind your your set things that you want them to do in, in hip hop, just keep going. Like a lot of times, like I've been doing the six step forever. There's still half of my students in there not doing it right. Not doing it right. So when they go out in the freestyle circle doing the sixth step, that's not the sixth step at all. You skip two of them. Some of them you're just running around on the floor, you know what I mean? And my wife will always tell me, go back to the basics again. So um, there it is. And there's also another article that I have on there from Dance Studio Life. where It talks about, and this is more like for the introduction, um, but it talks about the whole stressing about the freestyle circle and some different low-stress exercises you can do in there. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes. But um, just real quick, one of them is um, you, can, you can do a follow the leader. Well, which I've done. Because like, you, you deal with this whole thing, I don't know what to do when I'm in the freestyle circle or I'm battling and so they kinda freak out, you know, with that. So you do follow the leader. If you get one, just have the first person start it, then everyone has to try that move the best they can. And then that's it. So you got the foundation of it. Have you know, like I'll have Michael go out and I'm um, saying so you don't have to do every move, but just try work on that drill of what you see and then giving it a shot. And that that works on a whole different muscle of um, them, you, know, like, um, you know. They go through this whole awkwardness. Like, I mean, I guess I don't know. He did something like this, but don't shy away from it. Drill it, drill it, drill that final the leader and pick different leaders. Now I'll have this person. So that was a good one. And another art, another part in there, she wrote. Um, she said, on on the outside of the circle. So this is for people who are afraid to come into the circle. She says, start off on the outside and have them close their eyes, or I think she put blindfolded on there, but I I would say have them close their eyes, and dance for a full eight count, only hitting the even numbers, right? Or go to the middle of the circle, close your eyes, and do an eight count, right? Um, Just to get, you know, and you don't have to close your eyes when you're walking or when you're leaving, but when you get out there, just to do it. And then everybody's kind of looking at you, and then they get a picture in their head. Then when they get out there, have them close their eyes and do an eight count. Gonna have to overcome the awkwardness, but the, again, these are drills to get them approach something that's gonna have to become natural. Like these moves, when you start to battle and you, or do a freestyle circle, you want these moves to just happen like, bam, go for it, right? And so um, these are some good, 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 good tips. Um, To add in your class So that's all I got for you right there Episode number 96 How to be a better battler If you have any questions email me at Chris at com. Thank you so much for tuning in Um, I know this was a long one I had a lot of information on there um, But I hope it can be useful Shout at your boy on Twitter Instagram Snapchat at MrChrisHipHop Facebook page Zonda Flex Website www.MrChrisHipHopDance.com And You can get this podcast on podomatic.com, iTunes, or Stitcher Radio. Like, comment, subscribe, share. And uh yeah, it keeps me going. So it's your boy, Uh-oh. Mr. Chris. Yo, giving you yo. another podcast. Chaos. Let's go put your right leg out. to the side. Now, now just jump, put your left leg to the side. Now jump, cross your arms, do a real tight. Now, now jump. jump put your arms up real high. Now jump, put your right leg to the side. Now jump, put your left leg to the side. Now jump rush your arms do a real tight. Now jump put your arms up real high. Now, on, now jump just roll to the front. Roll to the front. Roll to the front. Roll to the front.